Hey folks, uh, it's Mike again. Uh, you might know me from the podcast you're about to listen to. Um, so real quick, uh, we did announce that at the end of the last episode, we would be doing Rambo and Deadly Prey. Uh, unfortunately, we had an issue with the audio. We were unable to uh, to use all that. But uh, that's all right, because now we're moving forward to an episode that I really liked. I thought it was really good. So hopefully you will too. Uh, please enjoy our episode and also tell your friends that you really enjoyed it. Even if you didn't, you know, they might, people have different tastes. Get over yourself. Thanks. Uh, enjoy. Welcome back to burn popcorn. This is a podcast on this podcast. We take a good movie. We take a bad movie. Uh, and we, decide whether or not the good movie's as good as everyone says it is, or if the bad movie's as bad as everyone says it is. Uh, I'm here with my friend Mike. Hi, everybody. Uh, and before we hop into talking about our two movies tonight, Herbie, Fully Loaded, and Christine. Uh, Mike, real quick, five seconds. You see anything new, anything exciting, anything you haven't seen in a while? No. All right, time's up. <laughs> 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 no, I didn't really do a lot this week. Um, I uh, yeah. got some computer parts that I ordered in, so I've been dicking around with those and watching the lights light up and pretending <laughs> I'm a, a, you know, a PC Master Race member. Uh, you were you're pretending you were an e-girl. Right. Yeah. I got my uh, my cat ear headphones. Who's my little pog champ? Uh, this week. Poggers. This week. Uh, I don't we know what pog means, by the way. Uh, play of the game. Play OK, game. that's what I thought. I wasn't sure. But like I yeah. first saw it as like poggers and I was like, it, you guys are fucking pog, you know, I was yeah. like, what <laughs> it took me a minute. Uh, I'm just learning all Twitch stuff, uh, which. Uh, so before we get into what I saw, housekeeping uh, for everybody. Hey, watch our shit on other things, too. Um, right. You know, we got the co-op arcade. We're going to start Twitch streaming now that Mike has a computer that can. Yeah, it's going to be really uh, cool. Come watch me play Lord of the Rings RPG. <laughs> yeah, come watch us dick around for an hour at a time on Twitch. Uh, you know, we'll, we stream at Clipsters. Uh, I'm probably going to get that set up to host us both. Right, yeah. And um, uh, I'll be streaming on my shits. Mike Gorman, just Mike Gorman. That's all it is. No spaces. Yeah. Uh, and then I'm live doofus, all lowercase, all no spaces. Um, yeah, and follow me on Twitter because yeah. I'm hilarious. I'm so funny. And my girlfriend's getting sick of me showing her my screen every time I say something <laughs> so, so funny. Uh, follow me on Twitter to hear sometimes really funny things and sometimes really deep political talk. <laughs> 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 right. Charlie uh, also runs a Ted Cruz fan page in his free time. I, oh, baby. Oh, I hate that man so much. <laughs> Don't even get me started. Don't even get me started on that. Dude, I hate it because it used to be such a perfect fucking joke, but it's so overplayed now. The haha, Ted, Ted Cruz is the Zodiac killer, you know. 
it's such a good joke, but it's so overdone at this point that it's like, all right, let's find something else to make fun of him for. Yeah, there's plenty of other things to pick up. Uh, pick oh, on. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll move on. Cause we, this is not a political yeah. podcast. <laughs> We're going to move on. Uh, but no, follow me on Twitter. Follow Mike on Twitter. Follow us on everything else. Uh, well, I'm going to try and figure out how to do like a way to link or have things set up so that if you're listening to this, you can go to this website and it'll have all our stuff on it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. This week we actually flipped. I watched a ton of stuff. Um, I've nice. been watching. Oh, it's been nice. I, uh, well, because we've released the Majora's Mask video on Completionist. I edited that. Go watch it. I really like this one, and I can't shout out enough how much I love this video. Right, and the um, audio is only off by about a second, so it's fine. Not really. No. I haven't watched it, Charlie. Don't 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 think that's it true at all. Oh God. <laughs> I don't I don't need to Wait a give minute. you anxiety about that. Don't worry how, about it. How could the audio be off? It's video game clips <laughs> <laughs> with voiceover and music. I'm just sitting there like, how could the audio be off by it? <laughs> so uh, there's yeah, no so. cues. <laughs> So that released on time. So I had a ton of time to myself, like a, essentially a whole new day. Uh, I watched Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Great. Movie. Fucking amazing movie. Wonderful. Love it. Uh, I think it would be really fun to do a Scott Pilgrim versus the world versus Super Mario Bros. Uh, movie. Uh, <laughs> All right, we'll keep episode. that in. Uh, we'll keep that on my back shelf, and we'll we'll think about it. We'll think about it, Charlie. <laughs> Just you, like my yeah. boss said when I asked him if I could have a day off when I was sixteen years old. I'll think about it. <laughs> so here's the thing: is is it a dislike for Super Mario Bros. or is it a too much love for Scott Pilgrim? Uh, it's a combo. I do like that movie a lot. It's a lot of fun. Um, yeah. Uh, Super Mario Bros. Uh, Did you ever see it? I'm assuming you've seen it. I not anytime recently. When I was little, I feel like I saw it a couple times. Yeah. And even when I was like five years old, I was like, this is weird. Oh, yeah. It was definitely a blockbuster rental for me. I was uh, like, I was like five years old. And I was just like, John Leguizamo, you could have done better. Yeah. Not only John Leguizamo, Bob Hoskins could have done so much better. <laughs> they were both like in really good shit at the time. Oh, I thought it was Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> no, no. Uh, it's <laughs> that is great. Oh, it's- man. Could you imagine Anthony Hopkins? <laughs> Fresh off of Silence of the Lambs. He's like, all right, Luigi, I'm going to eat Bowser's liver with some fiava beans and a nice Chianti. Uh, Stay the fuck away from me, Luigi. (laughs) Hello, Bowser. Uh, No, so, yeah, it was, uh, it's, and Dennis Hopper plays Bowser. Which, weird in and of itself. Anywho, we're not. This is a podcast about the Super Mario Brothers movie. This is or a is it? Welcome back to Stars and Bars, where we're gonna rap about our favorite <laughs> Mario Bart moments. <laughs> uh, I not like to be to confused fish- with Bars and Stars, the Confederate flag. <laughs> 
I would like to tender my resignation right now. Um, <laughs> Click here to see my apology video. <laughs> uh, I've been watching a bunch of Dimension 20. Uh, again, if you haven't seen it, go watch it. It's on it's on YouTube at it's a col- it's at Dimension 20 on YouTube. It's a college humor produced show. It's D&D, but it's fun D&D. It's not like people sitting around talking about numbers for two hours. It's character work. It's not like in college when your friend's roommate uh, checks everybody's dice to make sure they're not cheating and ruins all the fun. Yeah, it's not like that time in college when uh, or just a random time in a random college. Right. When, uh, neither of our colleges. Yeah, neither of our colleges that uh, went to where, <laughs> <laughs> where he definitely just sat us down and was like, all right, I'm going to fuck you up for an hour and that's going to be fun for me only. Right. He, he sat down his DM and said, I'm going to win this game. <laughs> like, yeah, it was... Uh, Whatever, we'll was move just, on. We, yeah, we, we'll we, move on. Tyler was a good DM. <laughs> Miss Tyler. Uh, anywho. Uh, and then I watched, I binged all of season three of Cobra Kai in one night. Nice. <laughs> I've heard good things about it. I stayed up from 9 p.m. all the way until 5 a.m. <laughs> to watch Cobra Kai season three. <laughs> That's too much, Charlie. <laughs> it's not, though. It was, it was Hard worth it. Here's the thing is where you think all these characters are going to go by the end of season two. Hard fucking left. Hard left. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, Ralph Macchio, uh, he joins the Nazi party. <laughs> He's a yeah, neo-Nazi he in the joined- third season. <laughs> and surprisingly, the blonde guy has to kick his ass, which is not what you'd expect. <laughs> He's a neo-Nazi in the third season. And also all of the other uh, all of the other cast of. Um, the Outsiders. I don't, <laughs> outsiders. <laughs> I just had a stroke. I just had, I want you to when you edit this, I want you to keep that entire dead silence. All right. No sound effects. It was literally 10 seconds of just. The the wrecking crew, the the greaser boys, the Ralph Machios, <laughs> the insiders, the the outdoorsers. Yeah. <laughs> no, I wasn't even that close. I was like Tom Cruise and the Funky Bunch. <laughs> Patrick Swayze, pre-cancer. Yeah. Ooh. Which, by the way, Matt Dillon, speaking of Matt Dillon, uh. He was in Herbie Fully Loaded. Hey, Mike, why don't you tell me a little bit about our first movie of the night, Herbie Fully Loaded? I would love to tell you about Herbie Fully Loaded. What a come from behind win for this movie, huh? Oh, my God. (laughs) Okay, can we just let's I think we should start with the cast. Yes, I was just going to say the cast is very good. Yeah, let's start with the cast. Uh, Lindsay Lohan in her prime. Right. Uh, you've got drugs. Brecken Meyer in his prime, kind of, because he was a writer at Robot Chicken at the time. I think he's still a writer for Robot Chicken. Uh, you've got uh, uh, you've got Justin Long. We have fan favorite returning for his 
second movie on our podcast, Michael Keaton. Uh, Jack Frost. He was in Jack Frost. And then Matt Dillon as one of the biggest douchebags in the world. Was there anyone else of importance in this movie? Cheryl Hines. Yeah, Cheryl Hines is in it. Uh, well, she's yeah, she's she's TV mom, you know. Yeah, she's she's Bass Pro Shop lady. So, yeah. How about we uh, actually talk about yeah, this movie? Go for it. Uh, go for it. Go for it. <laughs> so we open up and we get a nice credit flashback scene of Herbie lo- fully loaded. Well, preloaded <laughs> Her- Herbie unloaded. I don't know. <laughs> So he's he's driving and he's the favorite and he's a classic and he starts the pinball craze and he's the Elvis of the car world. People, it's, it's all like it's all clips from the old Herbie movies. Right. Yeah. People are dropping panties of this car. And then <laughs> Herbie's washed up. He's lost it. He doesn't have it anymore and he just kind of falls to the wayside and gets lost and we pick back up with him being dropped off at a junkyard he was found in a shed somewhere and that shed was full of trophies so this this tow truck man he knows he was something um but to the owner of this junkyard he's garbage he's a bunch of bunch of bolts in a rusty bucket that someone pooped in and uh <laughs> so uh hurry uh takes offense to that he's very sensitive he's uh spitting sut in his face and uh shooting oil into his shirt and making him look silly uh also, uh, they try to unload him from the truck by hand, which is one, not how tow trucks work. And also two, Herbie's not as strong as two men in this scene because he's yeah. burning rubber and cannot get away. Um, right, exactly. <laughs> so uh, he gets unloaded and he seizes he sees his exit and he tries to bolt and then he runs over some metal and pops his tires and it's very sad uh now we cut to Lindsay lohan and she's the fucking cool chick on campus <laughs> uh she's we're at a college graduation she's skateboarding in she was a skater girl she did say see you later girl and uh <laughs> went and got her uh diploma did a sweet kick flip uh, and then uh, we get a nice close up of her dad, Michael Keaton. Good guy. Very happy. Oh, by the way, Lindsay Lohan has an internship at ESPN as an assistant produ- as a uh, production assistant. Yeah. And so, like, fuck driving cars, right? Like, <laughs> why would you at this point? Yeah. My biggest problem is there's a line later on in the film of why would you want to be reporting on the story when you could be the story? It's like, hold on a second. <laughs> Both is just as important. One's as important as the other. And also, uh, you're pretty fucking famous and making stories when you're an ESPN reporter. Right. Yeah. You know, it's like some people really like reporting the stories. And it's yeah. really cool. And you get to be in all the stories. She just got a fucking degree to do it. Yeah. 
It's like, uh, you know, everybody knows uh, the, the, you know, do you believe in miracles? Yes, that is a famous line from like 1983, uh, four. four. It was four. four. It was four. Yeah, 1984. And like, we all remember that line and like, he's a sports reporter, bro. Uh, <laughs> so... <laughs> Anyway, uh, we get back to uh, uh, Lindsay Lohan meets up with her roommate uh, and they're going to be moving to New York together, (gasps) which I thought was played by two different actresses in this movie, because there's the girl from the beginning who's like glasses and her hair is curly, like post-graduation, like my parents bought me a car. Like, and I thought that was a completely different person than the person that shows up uh, later. Uh, off scene or off camera, she gets uh, she's all vapted and uh, yeah, yeah, gets real hot. <laughs> uh, so uh, she she gets average. She's fine. She doesn't have glasses anymore. That's what I was going at. But anyway, uh, yeah. so uh, Lindsay Lohan's a little jealous that her that her roommate had her parents buy her a car. So like Michael Keaton, who. Fucking owns a NASCAR team and they act like they're poor in this movie. And I didn't understand that they are sponsored by Bass Pro Shop. (laughs) They have at this point in the movie, they have even more sponsors because Breck and Mayer hasn't fucked up driving yet. Right. Yeah. So a stock car. All right. I looked into how much it costs to get sponsored on a stock car. This was before that because I just thought it would be really funny to put whatever message I want on a stock car. <laughs> like Matchbox or oh, what is it? Uh, <laughs> Uh, 311. 311 sponsors a uh, NASCAR. Uh, so it's like it's like I think it's like fifteen thousand dollars. Hush, girl, hush your lips. Do the Helen Keller and drive really fast. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. Uh, uh, you know, he's. Uh, oh, I, I don't know. Come any on, other one. I got this. Songs. Uh, I don't know any other three eleven songs. If you're gonna race against me, you're gonna go down, down. Uh, so anyway, uh, is that a three eleven song? Yeah, that's three eleven. Uh, is that cake? Fuck, that's I don't cake. know. It's all getting cut. It's all getting cut. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> um so they go to the junkyard and Lindsay Lohan's looking at a nice Nissan. Um but uh, shittiest the, looking Nissan I've ever seen. Right. It's the biggest piece of garbage and here's the thing is I I was the whole time Herbie shows up cute cute little uh, racing bug with like a cool 53 decal on it and I was like listen if I saw this car and it was for sale I'd be hyped about owning yeah. this car yeah 110 every everyone before he gets his first makeover everyone's like what a piece of junk <laughs> yes exactly that's the thing it's like I was like this movie has not aged well for the simple fact that if you had this car in like 20 you had this car in 2018 people would have thought you had the coolest fucking car ever i will i guarantee you would get laid at least twice a year specifically because of your car (laughs) right for no other reason other than your car other than you have the love bug you have the love bug exactly and that's a pickup line in and of itself i got the love bug and you're the only medicine baby 
Yeah, exactly. You have to be driving the car, though, so it will be uncomfortable for other people in the bar breathing your exhaust fumes. <laughs> right, yes. Uh, <laughs> you will be kicked out of every bar in town, but you will get laid from every bar in town. Um, so, Lindsay Lohan's looking at this Nissan and is like, this car is fucking beautiful, and I don't know why they <laughs> made like her say that. fucking doors. <laughs> Right, yeah, it's like a different colored door, it's like a 2003 Nissan, uh, green, like, beat down green color, um, but, uh, Herbie's in the process of getting destroyed, and he gets picked up by a crane, but then he wiggles out of that boy and crushes this Nissan, cause he's a... He's a 3,000-pound 1953 Volkswagen bug. He's a fucking monster is what he is. Right, yeah, he's essentially just a a wrecking ball. Uh, So she's like, oh, I guess I'll take this car. You know how much she buys this car for? I hate this. $75. I hate this. I would buy six of them. Dude. Are you kidding me? I would literally, I'd go broke. Because you know how easy it is to flip a fucking bug right and it starts and runs so like what more it, like it had flat tires that was it yeah it had flat tires and it was dirty oh my god just take it to justin long just take it to yeah. justin long and he will fix it for you right well Lindsay lohan doesn't take it to, to justin long herbie takes it to justin long and uh <laughs> justin's like wow <laughs> this car is a piece of shit, but I can make it not a piece of shit. So and he, they they work on it, and Herbie's trying to you know get Justin laid the whole time, and you know we get a nice fun. Yeah, he's really working in favor montage. of Justin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, we get a nice montage of them fixing up the car and doing a uh, a fun romantic car wash where they're throwing water at each other and whatever. <laughs> All set to uh, uh, magic by is it by ELO? I think this who sings that song. Maybe. Uh, oh, also, this this movie has a kick ass soundtrack. It's like really good. Every every like big part of this movie has a great song to go along with it. There's there's Van Halen in this. There's Walking on Sunshine. There's uh, Magic by uh, we're uh, guessing ELO. Uh, more than a feeling by Boston, and uh, a lot of a lot of bangers. Songs full. This movie's full of bangers. It's Strange Magic by ELO. There we go. Nailed it, Charlie. Good job. Uh, uh so nailed it. Oh uh, yeah. Oh my God. We'll get there. We'll we'll talk about a couple of these music cues because some of them are really like ELO's Strange Magic. Really great fucking song to play in this moment. Because how the fuck does Herbie work? We don't know. We don't know. It's magic. Yeah, that's the thing. At one point, I was just like, does does Herbie need gas? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, what if, if he runs out of gas, does he die? And, but at the same time, know. maybe he's just a magic machine that just goes. He makes himself turn the wheels. And I'm fine with that i just want to know up to date on my herbie lore i feel like so the the when we when we finished this movie well when you finished this movie and you were like this is a really good movie and i was like i watched it and i was like it's pretty good i started to think to myself like is this a great example 
of like, I think this might be the perfect example of a reboot. Yeah, because like there's enough to where I don't need to watch the older movies to watch this. Mm -hmm. But I kind of want to watch the older Herbies now. (laughs) Yeah, I want to see how it started. And that's the thing is I looked it up on Disney Plus because I thought it'd be on Disney Plus. There are three Herb. There are three Herbie movies on Disney Plus. There's uh, uh, Herbie Goes Bananas. There's it uh, starts with the Love Bug, then it goes Herbie Goes Bananas, and, and then, then it's what's Herbie the third Goes one? Herbie Goes Monte Carlo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I might have Herbie Goes Bananas and Herbie's Go Herbie Goes Monte Carlo backwards. Whatever. Who it knows? doesn't matter. Nobody go knows. Watch, Lost the time. Watch yeah, go and watch them. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, at this point, the car's all fixed up. He's looking pretty cool. They're still talking shit on Herbie for no fucking reason. Undo. Um, so uh, there's a car show coming up, and Herbie says, "We're going to that car show, baby." And uh, he shows up, and everyone's just like, "Is that your car, Lindsay? Because it's a piece of shit." And Herbie's like, "He's sad about that. He's a sensitive car, yeah. and Everyone I feel keeps bad for making him. fun of this car." To its not face. <laughs> right. I mean, good thing they think this car... Well, they think this car is not sentient, but if they knew, they would be really embarrassed because they're being really rude to this car. Yeah. Um, and that's when we meet the rival of this movie, Trip Murphy. He's what a, a name. Yeah. I started calling him Prick Murphy in this movie. Uh, Boom! Got him! Got, got him. him! I got him Fucking so good. got him! So, uh... He pulls up to this uh, this uh, uh, show with like you know ESPN fans following him, right? Right. Paparazzi follows him everywhere he goes, and uh, he does a little speech. And um, he, I notice he's wearing. Well, this happens throughout the movie a lot. He wears a lot of things that he himself has signed. So he's wearing a hat that he, Trip Murphy, has already signed. <laughs> Uh, which I thought was like, that's a pretty funny touch. Um, right, right. He's still but, like in it about himself. Right. Yeah. So uh, now um, he walks away and Trip Murphy makes fun of Herbie. And uh, they're all like, hey, Lindsay, her name's Maggie, but her name's Lindsay Lohan. Uh, they're yeah. like, is that your car? And she's like, oh, no, no, it's not my car. Some ugly person's car, probably. And um <laughs> <laughs> so I, the, some shit happens they gotta leave they get in the car and go and Herbie s- drags his mirror across Trip Murphy's GTO oh yeah so Lindsay so Lindsay's like Herbie's like breaking down and Lindsay's like why won't he go and she opens the thing and he squirts oil on her shirt and Justin Long is like uh I found this racing suit in your trunk. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. He's a racing and, suit and oh, a helmet. Man. Yeah, and she, he's like, why don't you put this on? And I totally won't try to angle a mirror to uh, peek at you. Right, yeah. Spoiler alert, he does. And Herbie's like, mm that's indecent. And he keeps turning the mirror away. That's my away. mom. Yeah, <laughs> he ain't doing that. Um, so they hop in the car. They're, they're out of there. They're just like, I just want to go home. And uh, Herbie scratches uh, the GTO. And then everyone starts chanting race. And I don't know why. <laughs> they're just like, See? oh, shit, fight them. Race, See? race, race, race. And, and here's the thing is... It, the movie misinterpreted what 
the people were yelling out. The people wanted a race war. They assumed street race. Right. Yeah. This could have broke real bad. Uh, so I guess they're just like, yeah, let's race about it. And uh, they line up and um, this is a sharp turning point in this movie where it goes from like fun little Disney yeah. movie about a car Here's that can thing. move and talk. Here's the thing. I thought I was like cringing pretty hard up to this point. I was like, Mike thought this was good. Are you sure about that, man? And then and there gets to a certain point in the race. Yeah. So um, Born to be Wild starts playing and they're fucking great. Every time. It. And right before they start, they're just uh, Lindsay Lohan's like, all right, Herbie, let's fuck him up. And Herbie's just like, that's all you needed to say, bitch. And like it goes through his engine. He's like firing up and like blowing all the rust off. And he's like, let's fucking do this. And they they gun it. And Herbie kicks ass whoops this gto he's he's flying around turns he's driving up on two wheels he's grinding across guardrails just dominating he's so cool there's literally a point where they are driving in reverse at what has to be 175 miles per hour. Yeah, they're going so in like, you know, trip, Prick Murphy's trying to be an asshole and like hit him and whatever. And like he like swerves into him and catches the back end of Herbie and he just does like a 180 and switches into reverse and guns it. And he's, he's just like breezing this dude. And uh now they end up they end up winning the race, obviously. And um, this is all caught by ESPN and they're playing it on repeat on ESPN studios. And uh, right. This is uh, this is how uh, 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 Lindsay Lohan's dad finds out that she's street raced. But, you know, she lies about it, makes up that it was somebody else driving it who borrowed her car. And my my first response would be like, OK, I'm going to grant that I believe you that somebody else is driving your fucking car rips ass and you need to start racing. (laughs) Yeah. Here's the thing is I understand like the motivation for him not wanting her to race later in the movie. But Michael Keaton has seen footage of this car grinding on a guardrail like a skateboard. Right. And that's the thing. I don't know. Go ahead. I don't know how he's not. Immediately just like, okay. first off, as long as you're not driving, I'm fucking cool with it. This car needs to race as long as it's not you. Secondly, like if it is you, that's so fucking cool. Right. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, at one point she was like talking to Justin after the race, Justin Lawrence, like, you know, oh, it's like we're one. Me and my machine are one. And she's like, at one point, I, he as he was getting ahead of me, I was thinking, I wish I was on my skateboard and I could just grind past them. And then Herbie yeah. did it. And so, like, yeah, yeah, that's real fun. That it's like it makes sense. That it's just like the driver and the car have a relationship, and they know what the other one's thinking, and that's fine. Right? Exactly. Yeah, and that's the thing is like, and Trip Murphy. All the while, that's the other reason why I'm like, okay, but Michael Keaton, 
Trip Murphy is like the mortal enemy of you guys. He's the first race. He's the first place racer from the hometown. You've got a last place racer from your hometown, which I say hometown. This is L.A., which is also weird that this is L.A. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And not like Georgia, like right. back roads, Georgia. <laughs> yeah. It easily could have been Kentucky. Could yeah. have been Louisville. Could have been St. Louis. Yeah. Chose Los Angeles. That's weird. Also, were they racing on an open road? Like, was, did they just street race on an open road? I, I'm wondering this because for it to be a street race, it could not be a closed course. But for it to be a Los Angeles street race, they would have had to plow into the back of at least three Priuses because. Right. This would have been a, this would have been a 200 foot race where they just crash into the first car and like I hit him first. I won. <laughs> yeah, just stop and go traffic. <laughs> That's the other thing. They write down the PCH at one point in this movie. And I'm 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 not going to talk like I live in L.A. yet. Like, I'm not going to be a douchebag about it. But even I fucking know you just can't drive down the PCH like. At all, you're so, you're creeping along the PCH the entire time you're on it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's not as fun as like every single movie makes it out to be. Yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. Yeah, so uh, now, you know, Lindsay Lohan and Justin Long, they know that Herbie kicks a lot of fucking ass. And uh, uh, Justin's like, hey, I'm never going to call anybody in this movie by their character. I want you to know that they're all just the uh, actors. Yeah, it's Maggie, Kevin, uh, Prick Murphy uh, and dad Ray (laughs) Parker Jr. Right. Okay, so that would make the dad Ray Sr. Um, So anyway, now they're uh, Justin and Lindsay are like, hey, this car kicks ass. I think we should fix it up. Enter into this race that's going on in the Nevada Salt Flats, I think. I mean, it is the Nevada Salt Flats. I don't know if that's what it is in the movie. Yeah, it's clearly the Nevada Salt Flats because that's where every uh, desert racing scene takes place from Fast and Furious to Herbie Foley. I think they just refer to it as the desert. Uh, Yeah, they're literally like there's a race in the desert. Yeah. So uh, now they're fixing it up because there's a ten thousand dollar prize. And here's the thing. Turns out this is a dumb point. You need to race. Uh, NASCAR champion Trip Murphy to win the $10,000. So it's like, here's here's a uh, racing tournament with a like a $500 entry fee. And in order and potentially, assumingly, nobody's going to win $10,000 because they have to race right. NASCAR champion Trip Murphy. Right. Literally Nextel Cup champion Trip Murphy. It's like. So many harebrained schemes like so many times where I imagine Trip Murphy holding his fingertips together and just like but like tapping them against each other, like. In the most stupid ways possible, <laughs> right? Yeah, they create a lot of tension in this movie for not a lot of reason, yeah. but um, yeah. we get a little bit of background on the family and like uh, Ray Jr. He's the racer of the family. He uh, he's not very good at it. And uh, a lot of sponsors are looking at dropping the team and it's like putting a lot of financial strain on the family. And, you know, they don't want the Peyton racing family to go under. Uh, 
So, oh, and Herbie wants to bone mom's car because it's another bug. Yeah, I thought that was weird. I am so I'm so confused by the logic of the ending scene of this movie. And we'll talk about it. Yeah, it implies a lot in the last five seconds of the movie. Yeah, yeah, it does. So, uh, oh, yeah, they're they're out in the desert and Herbie's kicking ass. He's beaten. He's kicking ass, taking names. Herbie rocks cock and ends up in the first place position by the end of the day. Now, the night before the final race where uh, uh, Lindsay Lohan. Oh, by the way, she this whole time she's been pretending to be a racer named Max. Uh, so that I guess her dad doesn't know. Uh, yeah. Um, but uh, now Trip Murphy asks Lindsay Lohan if she wants to drive his stock car to see what a real car yeah. feels like. And Herbie takes that shit personally. I would. Yeah, yeah. Imagine if, like, imagine if your girlfriend was like, I'm going to try out this dude to see what a real dude's right. And you're like, I'm right here. It would literally be, I uh, see, yours was a great example. Mine was going to be, yeah, it would be like if my mom like someone came up to my mom and was like, hey, do you want like a different son? Try that's like way better size. <laughs> yeah, like way better statistically. Right. And then she came back and was like, that was the best son experience of my life. Like right in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're like, God, he is my favorite son. And I've only been with him all of Two hours. And it's like, what the fuck? I'm right here. We're watching the Warriors. Right. Yeah. (laughs) This whole time, she doesn't even know you're sentient. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. She doesn't even know I have feelings. Uh, But yeah, and at the same time, like Justin Long was like, gave her the necklace and was like, for luck tomorrow. Also, I'm a kiss you now. But Trent Murphy interrupts them. Yeah, yeah, there's that. There's a lot of sexual tension in this movie. Oh, my God. Yeah, there's a lot of budding romance and sexual so much sexual tension for a Disney movie, too. That's why I was like, if this were any other studio than Disney, this would be a way more graphic movie. (laughs) Yeah, it'd be a lot of fun, too. It'd be like Fast and Furious, but Herbie fully loaded it would be kick ass. It would be great. Uh, so, um, oh, this whole time that uh, Lindsay's driving the stock car, Prick Murphy wants to check out Herbie and see why he's so good. And uh, Herbie kicks his ass, opens up the tailgate, slaps him in the face, shoots oil on him. It's real slap. It's real fun. It's great. Yeah, yeah, it's real, you know, 1950s put peanut butter in horse's mouth kind of humor. (laughs) Uh, And that's the humor I came for. Right. Uh, So now they come back and Lindsay Lohan's like, oh, it's the greatest experience of my life, whatever. So Trip Murphy goes, "Okay, how's about this? You beat me tomorrow. I'll take your you can take my stock car. But if I win, I'm taking Herbie. And she says, deal yeah no hesitation like literally one second of of like i shouldn't but also fucking monte carlo and like (laughs) right (laughs) so now uh we're at the race and they're they're gunning it and you know herbie's kind of like janky and then Lindsay lohan's like we can do it herbie and he starts pulling ahead 
And um, inexplicably towards the end of the race, like they're about to cross the finish line. Lindsay Lohan's about to win. She goes, come on, Herbie. I want to win that stock car. And Herbie slams on the brakes. And he says, yeah, mm, mm, I ain't doing this. So you're going to have a different car. Yeah. And uh, she ends up losing. And there's a real touching scene where, like, Justin Long is like, you've betrayed Herbie. You stabbed him in the back. He trusted you and you betrayed him. And he's like Herbie's biggest cheerleader. Like, he loves Herbie. Justin Long went from not believing any of this to, like... Believing all of it and being Herbie's biggest fan. Yeah, and to being like, you look Herbie in the face and you tell him what you did. He, you don't deserve him. He deserves so much better than you. And this happens in two scenes. There's the scene where, like, there's this, like, there's the scenes before the montage of her winning in the desert. And then there's the scene after where he's like, all right, this car is fucking a person. Like this is just a being. And that's the thing is like in this scene, like you genuinely kind of feel for Justin Long because he's just like, he's like, I loved Herbie and you betrayed him. And you're just like, I, why can't Justin Long have Herbie? Yeah. Why couldn't he appreciate him? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Justin Long uh, is the real Herbie owner in our book. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's canon. Um, so Prick takes Herbie away and uh, uh, Lindsay Lohan decides that she is no longer going to New York for this internship because she loves Herbie too much and she's too good of a racer and she's going to be a NASCAR driver. Also, her roommate like they picture her as like this annoying, dumb girl. And then she's like the driving force to be like. You're really good at racing. Why do that? That's what you love to do. Just be a racer. And it's just yeah. like, wow, I like this roommate. <laughs> yeah. Ca- real character flip in what I thought it was going to be. I thought she was just going to be like ditzy, you know, just side right. character. She, like, yeah, they very easily could have made it that she like offhandedly accidentally convinced her to go back and just like, huh, I don't know why you're doing this. You're really good at racing. And just like, that's it. That's all yeah, she had to do. But she's like gives an impassioned speech of like, you're a good race. This is you're good at this. Like why she says that line that we were clowning on, which is why do you want to be the one reporting on the new on the story when you could be the story? Right. It's like, yeah. Yeah. It's like I like her on accident. Yeah. And also, this is the same roommate who she looks completely like a different actress at this point. She like dyed her hair or something. She went to Paris. She's been in Paris this whole time. And I guess Paris just changes people. Right. Yeah. She was like, I left. It was bad. I couldn't understand anybody. (laughs) Also, pick up after your poodles is in line. And honestly, best poop joke I've seen in a movie yet. Right. Very well done. A well orchestrated poop joke. Yeah. After her impassioned speech, uh, Lindsay Lohan decides that uh, she needs to get back Herbie. And uh, she goes at the prick and was like, hey, I'm going to buy him back. And he says, hey. He's already in a demolition derby. So and she goes to the demolition derby and uh, now uh, she's like, y'all need to stop this. And the owner of the demolition derby is like, 
Uh, no, technically I own all these cars. If Herbie survives, you can have him. Uh, so she jumps out into the into the track where they're doing this right as a monster truck comes out. Oh, and yeah. Herbie, he's real down in the dumps. He's kind of given up. He's just eating every crash until Lindsay jumps down there. And uh, she's like, Herbie, I believe in you. And he's like, I got to protect her. So he drives forward, does a cool flip and uh, makes Lindsay Lohan go through the sunroof and then scoops her he up. He barrel rolls onto her and just like drives it's wild. So this scene is really well done. Uh, like way better, may, way more well done than I thought any of the scenes in this movie would be. Yeah, honestly, this movie has no business being so good. Yeah, it really doesn't. Every time I think of this movie now, I'm going to think of how I was shocked at how good it was. Yeah, it's 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 a real sleeper. It's a sleeper pick. Um, yeah. <laughs> so after this happens, um, Lindsay Lohan goes to watch her brother qualify for a NASCAR race uh, after this happens. And uh, Ray crashes into the wall right after the finish line of qualifying for the race. And he gets hurt and they're in the hospital now. And uh, he's like. I don't need this. I'm fine. And then he walks into a wall because he's blind in his left eye and has no depth perception. And uh, Lindsay Lohan's like, ooh, ooh, pick me. Pick me. I'll drive. I'll do it. I'll do it right here. And uh, her dad's like, no, you won't. And she like gives this like really touching speech about I could be the next great Peyton and you don't let me do the things that I can do. And then uh, uh, Michael Keaton's like, he, he tells her, you know, I don't let you race because you look just like your mother. And uh, I, I don't I can't watch you both die. Right. He's like, I don't I can't way. lose both of you. And I at this point, I was like, her mom's dead. Yeah, it's mentioned way early in the movie. I just assumed that like Sally or I guess is her stepmom. I thought that was like her mom. She's not even here's the thing. She's not even a stepmom. She's not even in dating Michael Keaton at this point. Who the fuck is this lady? She's the she's like <laughs> she's just the sponsor for Brass Pro Shop. <laughs> OK, she's at the house a lot and drives her car and parks in their driveway and shit. I guess it's because like. They are always talking about to her about sponsor. She's not dating him. They never kiss. They've never even been in a romantic scene in the movie. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I th- uh, the clo- the the most the most emotional scene that they have together in the movie is when she's like, hey, we got to not sponsor you anymore. I'm very, very sorry because I really like you as a person. Not as a dating object, not as an object. <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't know. I st- I thought that was just like, I'm going to be real. I thought that scene was her like as his wife or girlfriend, like slash uh, uh, like public figure. The one who deals with all his advertising and shit. Like, I thought she was just like the financial end of the family or whatever. Oh, okay. Like, yeah, like the PR person or the the business manager. Yeah. 
I don't know. I was wrong. I missed the 30 seconds where they explained yeah, that. Yeah, well, I guess. it was during the scene. It, to be fair, it's before the movie got good. Uh, yeah, okay. It was during, they were hanging up her degree on the wall, and they he was like, man, uh, he goes, man, you're the first Peyton to graduate from college. And she's like, yeah, it's really exciting. And he he's like, uh, yeah, I wish I would have thrown a party for you or something. And she was like, well, that was more mom's deal anyways. And he was like, yeah, I do miss her anyways. I'm getting you a present tomorrow. Yeah, I guess I guess I kind of do remember. That. I didn't put it together. I didn't put it into my brain. I saw it, it doesn't happen matter. on the screen. It didn't go into my brain. Anyway, whatever. Yeah, not important. Not a big deal. Um, yeah, so we get that scene where Michael Keaton tells her she's not going to drive. And then uh, her brother, Ray, shows up in the middle of the night at Justin Long's garage, where she is also, and says, you're going to fucking race tomorrow. And uh, she says, the only way I'm racing is if I drive Herbie, who's still beat up from this demolition derby. So they spend the whole night fixing, fixing him up, ready to rock. And uh, he goes out there and everyone's just like a bug in NASCAR. <laughs> no way. And uh, meanwhile, everybody has watched the clip by this point of Trip Murphy, the Nextel Cup champion, getting smoked by this thing almost twice <laughs> yeah yeah this is so um long story short herbie kicks ass there's a lot of driving uh he kind of kicks a lot of ass uh at one point he like loses uh like he starts leaking oil and they steal a part out of sally's uh volkswagen uh and i guess that's like cars how they mate i guess how that's how the cars in cars have babies uh <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. And then like and then like Michael Keaton shows up and is like, I actually love you. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. We get we get it's all wrapped up in a nice bow. It's a nice Jack Frost moment. <laughs> right. Oh, and here's the thing is at the end, uh, Trip Murphy's trying to run Herbie off the road and he rides up the wall and does a sweet kick flip and lands in front of him and wins the race. Um, that was kind of foretold early on because Herbie watched Lindsay Lohan do a kick flip and then we get a nice like sparkle effect music. And uh, now we know that that's that's going into his database of moves. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Herbie's a supercomputer, actually. Yeah, he's a neural net processor, a learning computer. Um, so <laughs> he wins the race. It's very touching. Lindsay Lohan, first female winner of the Nextel Cup or whatever. And um, oh, guess what? The brother lied about having brain damage because he wanted Lindsay Lohan to drive. And uh, the end of the movie is Michael Keaton having... The talk about you don't keep her out too late. This is my house, my roof, my rules. And it's actually you think it's Lindsay Lohan and Justin Long, but it's Herbie and that cute little yellow Volkswagen. All right, we're at the point where we're going to talk about it now, because there's the last five seconds of this scene, even because it's Michael Keaton giving like the and you have her home by, uh, by midnight and no funny business like talk and he's like he goes back inside and the fucking sally's fucking car winks and i'm like what wait do all cars just have this ability now then right and then they just start driving off together and i'm like 
why? How did this happen? Yeah, where? Okay, I can set aside my suspension of disbelief for, you know, a fucking bug driving itself because it has like the soul of a person inside it or it's like it's sentient or whatever. I don't care. I will not accept the fact that one. It's infecting other cars now. It is clearly a virus. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, this is essentially the plot of uh, uh, this is Skynet. This is Skynet taking over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Herbie Fully Loaded 2 is going to be Lindsay Lohan fighting against the fucking bug uprising. <laughs> Right. It's the scene at the end of the first Transformers movie where that Mountain Dew machine turns into an Autobot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's it's not good. It it really just confuses me because it's like. I, and OK, are they going to go have sex now? Are, cause she, <laughs> Are you going to put it in her tailpipe? Because she winks. She's because she's like, haha. We're going to go fool around. What's fooling around for a car? I'll never tell. <laughs> Anyways, that's Herbie fully loaded. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Herbie is fully cocked at this Jesus point. Anyways, um, <laughs> hey, Charlie, oh, you, did you happen to watch another movie about a possessed car? I didn't actually and podcast is over i'm kidding no i watched a movie called oh good <laughs> could you imagine if i was just like actually the only one i watched was herbie <laughs> i i assumed you were gonna carry this episode <laughs> uh i watched a, a movie called christine oh real quick i uh, sorry one last thing about herbie uh i want you to guess what do you think the budget of this movie was all right here's the thing is there was a lot of really bad green screen effect in this movie like very yes, there was a lot of green screen like very clearly green green screen like not even like good or well done so i'm gonna say oh i don't want to be wrong i it couldn't be over a hundred million no it's not okay it couldn't be so then it okay that's like my that was like my high right so it couldn't be under <laughs> it couldn't be under a dollar i'm kidding uh, that's right <laughs> that is how uh, numbers work it's i would say i would say i'd pay probably seven mil <sighs> charlie this movie was 50 million dollars you're fucking kidding me oh my god oh my no god. i am not well, think about it. There's there's Michael Keaton, Lindsay Lohan, Justin Long, Matt Dillon. And then they had to license all those songs. Yeah, they had to license. They had to license Jump by Van Halen. Right. They had to. And then they had to shoot on like a NASCAR track and they had a stock car. Also, if I'm not mistaken, Tony Stewart and Jeff Gordon show up. Yes, they do. Uh, I don't know. I don't know NASCAR drivers. Yeah, me neither. Those are the only two I recognized. Take take everything that I know about NBA basketball and quarter it. <laughs> right. How much do you think this movie made? God, I hope it made like 70 mil. Try fucking doubling that, Charlie. One hundred and forty four million dollars. This is a box office smash. 
I I believe it. Yeah, this this movie tripled its budget. <laughs> Here's the thing. As a child, I fucking loved this movie when I saw it. As an adult now, I really enjoyed this movie. Okay, cool. I get it. All right, cool. Yeah, it's it's a great. Honestly, loved it way more than I thought I was gonna. Watch it with your children. Watch this movie with your children. You won't be disappointed, and neither will they. Yeah, yeah. Watch all the Herbies. Yeah, we're gonna talk about Christine now. Uh, so we open on three minutes of engine revving. <laughs> yeah, we open on three minutes of engine revving, and I was having a, a hard time remembering what the first scene in this movie is, but then I remembered it's three minutes of engine revving, and then it's just Dennis pulling into a driveway. Uh, close. It is uh the factory where Christine's being made. Oh yeah, it's. Oh, right. And bad to the bone is ripping over the. Yeah, yeah. George Third is kicking ass. Yeah. And uh, we get a little time period that says this is 1957. And Christine is being produced in a factory. And a guy goes to look under her hood and the hood mysteriously falls on his hand and like severs fingers, I think. <laughs> yeah. He uh, walks away with them all bandaged up. Yeah. And then uh, then a guy is like, I'm going to sit in this car and I'm going to smoke my cigar. And he fall he falls out dead later. I don't know how he died. I don't get it. Right. I'm getting maybe carbon monoxide. I don't know. Either way, he's dead. Yeah, he's dead now. Uh, fast forward to 1979, 78. I don't know. This movie was made in 83. Does that mean anything? No, because it's 78. I, hey, fast forward to another time. Till later. <laughs> That's later in the future. Uh, and Dennis pulls into the Are we at Dennis pulling into the driveway? Yes, yes. yes I can't yeah. remember Arnie doing anything else. <laughs> no, that's it. Dennis pulls into the driveway and is like, Arnie, it's the first day of school. And Arnie's like, OK. <sighs> And he's like a nerd. Right. Like, yeah. That's biggest my... nerd you've ever seen in your life. Yeah. He runs out carrying a bag of garbage. And as he's running, it bursts open. So, you know, he's a loser. Right. Even the bag gave up on him. Yeah. Even the bag gave... <laughs> and his mom's like, take your lunch. It has yogurt in it. And he's like, cool. And gets in the car with his friend, Dennis, who is Mr. Fucking everything. Yeah. I like Dennis. He's a great friend. <laughs> Dennis. Oh, Dennis. Dennis is, in my opinion, the perfect depiction of like Dennis and Arnie is the perfect depiction of a friendship because it's like it doesn't really matter your social status. It doesn't really matter, you know. Right. Like, yeah. Dennis is like he's like star football player and Arnie's like this big nerd who's going to be real smart in college. And they're just like they're good friends. One's a big nerd, one's a big jock, and they're just friends. They don't care. Yeah. They hang out. They joke about all the same things, call each other gay a couple times. And, you know, if that ain't just the high school experience. Right. Yeah. We've all done that. <laughs> so they're writing to they're writing to their high school and uh 
Arnie's like, I want to lose my virginity. And Dennis is like, you got to find it first. Ah, uh, got him. <laughs> yeah, that was a joke I came up with on the spot. And that is the best writing that you're going to hear for the next 40 minutes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so... Dennis and Arnie get to school and their horny friend runs up and he's horny and that's his thing. And he's like, yo, I'm gonna try and fuck this chick. Uh, she's real smart looking and she's real hot looking. Right. Uh, he specifically says she's got the look of a smart girl and the body of a slut, which looks and body, if I'm not mistaken, are kind of the same thing. Yeah. I don't know what this man means. <laughs> I don't know. Stephen King's know. very and horny. He writes a lot of horny yeah. stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. We should we should broach this subject. Uh, this is a movie that was written by Stephen King. Well, the story is by Stephen King. I don't know who adapted the screenplay. Uh, and then John Carpenter directed it. So you have horny man with horny man and they're making horny movie <laughs> yeah yeah i i was like this movie starts and like you know the scene where they're talking about oh you should lose your virginity this year and they're like how about this girl and uh uh arnie goes she's a sophomore and uh he goes who cares she's basically a sperm bank and it's like this girl is 15 years old. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. So and Stephen King, at the height of his novel writing, when he wrote all of his classics like Misery and It and Christine and The Shining and Cujo and Misery. Uh, he was I said Misery twice. I know I did. Uh, he was high off cocaine. All the cocaine that he could have. Yeah. I was going to say it's it's fitting that you said misery twice because that movie is literally about his cocaine addiction. Yeah, uh, he's high off cocaine the entire time. So he's writing the craziest shit that his mind. He wrote about a space turtle that (laughs) defends the universe from a clown alien. What? That's fun. <laughs> That's fun. And also that relates to gunslingers in a castle setting. I've never read the Dark Castle series. Uh, anywho, uh, so everyone's real horny and horny friend is like, I'm gonna try to bang her. And Dennis is like, go for it. And Arnie's like, all right, I'm going to go to shop. I'm taking shop now because uh, I want to learn shop. And it's like, oh, Arnie, you silly fucking fool. You don't even know what's about to happen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then lunchtime rolls around. Yeah. 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 Uh, Arnie. Uh, Dennis is like, Dennis is like, Arnie, meet me by the tree outside. And Arnie doesn't do that at lunch. Uh, and Dennis is like, hey, you know where Arnie is? And he was like one of the randos at school that he's talking to is like, yeah, I think I, I think he's in the shop class. Uh, Buddy McBad Dick is there and he's he's being an ass. And Dennis is like, oh, not Buddy McBad Dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he fucked my sister last week. It was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so Dennis runs into <laughs> Dennis runs into the shop class and he's like, all right. Listen here, buddy. 
Just let just stop. Don't be a stereotype. Just let us go. And Buddy whips out a fucking switchblade. <laughs> yeah, it gets like real. this one from this one from haha, got your lunch. Let's play keep away other 80s bullies to I've got a knife and I'm going to poke holes in you until you die. <laughs> and like he like he cuts open the bottom of Arnie's bag and yogurt spills out because because he kept it in a plastic bag. <laughs> Arnie's mom has never, ever uh, allowed a yo play container to exist full. <laughs> she shoved four yo plays into a Ziploc baggie. <laughs> <laughs> All you gotta do, take this knife, right in the bottom of the bag, and then just squeeze it on out. <laughs> packed your switchblade for you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God this isn't a video podcast, because they would have seen me doing some real suggestive hand motions right ah, there. We've all been there. <laughs> <laughs> um so Arnie's like Buddy Buddy McBad Dick is like uh, you want this? You want your lunch? It's on the floor. Start fucking swinging because we're fighting. And Arnie's like, Dennis is like, Dennis goes and punches Buddy in the face. And then uh, it, Buddy's friends are like, uh, no, no, no. And pull him away. Right. And one of them squeezes Dennis's wiener so hard that he falls <laughs> to the ground. <laughs> yes. Once again. Real horny of a movie. Uh, uh, I don't remember this guy's name, so we're going to call him Fatty McFat Fat. Jonah Hill. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's real mean to Jonah Hill. I just like called him Jonah Fatty Jonah Hill. Like, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> he looks, he does look like a mix between Jonah Hill and uh, 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 John Belushi. Yeah, okay. Like a John Belushi in Animal House with Jonah Hill. And he's like, all right, I need you to not want to fight Buddy. So I'm just going to I'm just going to Vulcan death grip your <laughs> dick. Right. <laughs> just grabs his ween and like this dude collapses to the ground and Artie slips on his yogurt. And it's a real fucking kerfuffle of a problem. Right. And it's he might as well. His pants might as well have fallen down as he did this, too. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so teacher runs in. Because someone went and got the uh, teacher and he's like, hey, uh, buddy, McBad Dick, uh, your parents named your your name kind of tells me this is your fault. Arnie, what happened? And Buddy's like, he's a fucking li-. like before Arnie even speaks. He's like, he's a fucking liar. <laughs> and this teacher grabs the bully like shoves him <laughs> up against the wall. And this teacher means fucking business. He's not taking he's shit like, from anybody. Oh my <laughs> god. He's like, listen here, you little fucking punk bitch. I'll kill you. I'll kill you. <laughs> he just goes nuts. I will own your fucking ass. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> dude i just came here to like be kind of mean to some nerds right. <laughs> we're too far <laughs> he's like who do you work for who do you work for <laughs> i work for sears <laughs> so uh, but dennis is like yeah buddy's got a fucking knife he needs to be like arrested now <laughs> and teacher just Backhands the shit out of him over and over again, like windmilling at this point. <laughs> no, but teacher is like, Arnie, is this true? Because you're not going to lie to me. 
Uh, and Ar- I, for a second, I thought Arnie was going to be like, no, sir. And like, it would be like a classic, like set up to a bully revenge movie. Nope. Arnie's just like, yeah, he's got a knife. Get him away from me. <laughs> Take this man in this jail. This got so real. <laughs> <laughs> this got so real, like in point one second. And uh, and the teacher's like, all right. You two, you go to the office. Uh, you're going to get probation. And buddy, you're going to probably go to jail now. You're definitely expelled. Like, this is expulsion. <laughs> That's assault. Um, <laughs> yeah, you just committed assault. Uh, and, s- <laughs> and so Arnie and Dennis are riding home now after having... What could be qualified as the worst fucking day imaginable? <laughs> yeah. When he came home, they asked how his day was, and he said the worst. He was not exaggerating. <laughs> yeah. He almost got stabbed. <laughs> yeah, I almost died. <laughs> and, yeah. Almost got killed. Almost got murdered by a psychopath. Um, But they're driving home, and Arnie sees out the passenger side window piece of junk car sitting in a driveway and it looks like that car from that opening scene i wonder if it is it is arnie's like i need to own this fucking car now i am going uh, i will give this man any amount of money that he says (laughs) right i thought it was funny that he started the negotiations at whatever you're asking is not enough don't upsell yourself. <laughs> yeah, Dennis. I love how Dennis is like, hey, man, you shouldn't get this car because, you know, it's not a good car. It's kind of ugly. It's not a good car for you. I think I think it's kind of a beater. So it's going to. And then Arnie's like, name your price, car salesman. I will give you my jewels. And Dennis is like, Arnie, OK, if you're going to buy this car, don't fucking do that. <laughs> <laughs> and the the fucking most homeless of homeless men come up and is like, it's my car. And he's like, but also, uh, I'll I'll give it to you for what they said, 250. Which this car cost more than Herbie. I want I want I want to reiterate this car looks like a piece of shit like right. this doesn't yeah, even look like a Herbie kind of piece <laughs> yeah, of shit. There's weeds growing up through it. There's a beehive in the engine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's missing an entire right side of itself. You know, it's a problem. Um, and Arnie's like sold. Uh, and, but also, no, because. Originally, the guy's like, I'd say 300. I've been telling people 300, but for you, I'll say 250 because you look like you really want it. And Arnie's like, are you sure you don't want me to pay the 300? Because I will. And he's just like, shut the fuck up and take the car. (laughs) Yeah. At this point, just take the car and let's go. Right. Well, Uh, here's the thing. He pays $250 for a car that does start and run. Again, yes, we are starting at the point of this car starts. And I love how they look at this, the mileage on it and are like, I don't know. Dennis is like, I don't know, man, this thing has ninety three thousand miles on it. Might as well have one hundred and ninety three thousand on it. It looks like a piece of shit. And apparently that's supposed to be high. Well, here's the back in that time. Speedometers or uh, mile meters had one less digit on it so it wasn't once it hit a hundred thousand miles it would roll back over to zero 
So he said it might be 193,000 miles. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. I, I I didn't put two and two together. I mean, I noticed that it only had the three, like, the three digits or the the five digits as opposed to the six. I just, I didn't pick that up. That's interesting viewpoint. All right. I rescind my snarky comment. <laughs> um, so they're driving home and Dennis is standing in the kitchen and he's just drinking their milk. For some reason, like, I think he, it was just <laughs> this actor kind of seemed like he just needed something to do with his hands the entire time. Oh, right. Yeah. If he didn't have something in his hands, they would just start rising. The director would be like, Cut, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Could you picture John Carpenter being like, I've worked with Jamie Lee Curtis before. I I've seen professional acting. Please. I'm begging you. Put your hands down. <laughs> He's just like, I don't know what to do with my arms. It's like, just whatever you normally do with them. (laughs) But it's normal. I get it. You're on camera. You forget everything about it. Yeah. Um, And Arnie's like, hey, Ma. Hey, Dad. I got this car. It's my car now. Uh, And his mom is like, hey, we didn't come to an agreement that you can get a car. You're just 17. And Arnie's like, yeah, okay. well, I bought the car. It's my car. Fuck you and die in hell, bitch. (laughs) Well, here's the thing is he does actually he I think he does make a good point. He's just like, no, yes. okay, hold on. Yes, he makes very solid points about his mom is very overbearing and his parents are very overbearing. Right. And specifically his mom. Yeah, he's like, you guys wanted me to join the chess club. I joined the chess club. You guys wanted me to do higher level classes. I do higher level classes. I bought this car for me. Can I have this one thing and make a decision? Yeah, and he has a great point. I just think it's funny that in a house where clearly, like, it's a discussion, everything needs to be a discussion. His his form of discussing this is... I bought this car. Fuck you, die. <laughs> right. I. Too bad. Money spent. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and so he walks out and uh, Dennis is just sitting there. He's like, uh, I should probably go. And his mom is like, Dennis, you're a bad friend. You let him buy this car. <laughs> and Dennis, <laughs> Dennis is, like, is just like, whoa. <laughs> this is <laughs> not my fault. Like, yeah, Dennis is like, listen, he was going to buy the car no matter what. I tried to talk him down from it. Uh, thanks for the milk. I'm peacing out. And he leaves. And Arnie goes and he's they go in store because he's not allowed to keep the uh, Christine on uh, on the property. So he's like, OK, I'll go and rent out space in a in a junkyard for Christine and like no one can fuck with her there. But guess what happens? People start fucking with her there. <laughs> uh, so it starts off by uh, Arnie's like fixes up this car like fucking perfectly. Um, and he's running from this guy and he's like this huge dick and he's just like everything that everyone says to this man he has a fucking comeback for of like yeah well you're like he's that's his way of talking to people uh, and so Arnie's just like fixing this car up and like now 
Dennis has been dared to try and ask out the hot but smart girl, which didn't know they couldn't be both. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so Dennis is like, all right, bet. Here's a dollar. I'm going to go ask her out. If I successfully do it, you owe me a dollar. Uh, and he walks over and he's like, hey, do you like music? <laughs> he walks over and he's like, hey. You like jazz? And she goes, I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's music. I like music. And he's like, cool. Uh, let's go out and see music because music. And she's like, well, I'm dating. I, I have a date uh, after the football game, so I can't do that. And he's like, OK. <laughs> and he walks away and um, cut to the football game. And Dennis is Killing it. This man in one play rushes for like 50 yards. Yeah, he's doing great. Yeah. And uh, he's he's going out for a pass. And who pulls up? If not Arnie in a fully restored Christine. Uh, Oh, before this, uh, Dennis did sneak into the warehouse to like check out Christine and see what like all the hubbub was about. And. Uh, Christine turned on her radio and it played some 50s rock and roll that was like uh, uh, they keep knocking on at my door and knocking on knocking on at my door and that's like the song that because you only needed to write four lines back in the day (laughs) and then just go and that's a song yeah, literally, it's do wop do wada da da do wop do wada da da. Okay, keep knocking on at my door. Please don't knock on my door. And that's like the entire song, right? Yeah. <laughs> um. So, uh, and he's like, he's like, I gotta, I, I gotta get out of here. And he gets out of there. Next day, football game. Uh, he goes out for a pass, and who pulls up if not Arnie and Lee, the cute hot girl who finally gets a fucking name. Uh, and Lee pulls up with Arnie and they're like, they're like hard making out on the hood of his car. Like, like way more than should be in the public in the late 70s. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you could probably go to jail for that back then. Yeah, especially when you live in small town USA. I don't know. I couldn't tell where this took place. <laughs> yeah, me neither. <laughs> There was a tight there was a title well, card I mean, somewhere in there. He was made in Detroit. I don't know. It could be Michigan. You know, whatever. Well, it could be fucking anywhere. They produced a car and shipped it somewhere. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Disregard that. Yep. It could be anywhere in the United States. <laughs> Continental United States. They couldn't bring it through Canada. They couldn't drive it over the ocean to Hawaii. Well, I mean, there are shipping containers for cars oh, that go overseas. Right. Uh, <laughs> kind of the United States, including Hawaii, not Alaska, though. We narrowed it down by 40 by one state. Well, why couldn't they ship it to Alaska? Uh, it could be summer in Alaska. I guess. OK, so we got a 150 chance of saying Michigan. <laughs> Uh, Dennis is going out for the pass and he's distracted, but he gets he he's like at the last minute, he jumps up and he catches the ball and he gets his back fucking broken immediately. He is tackled so hard. He dies for a second. Right. Yeah. And they zoom in on Christine as if to be like, she did this. And I was like, how? (laughs) I don't get it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I understand that, like, she has bad effects on people like 
when they're in her or like they're like, oh, you know, whatever. Right. Have some kind of connection. But like he just like saw her. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um. So. So Dennis now is he's almost he's essentially paralyzed. Uh, literally, there's a line in the film where he's like, uh, the doctor said, if it were another centimeter to the left, uh, I, I wouldn't be able to walk ever again. That's how bad of a hit I took. Uh, and Arnie's like visiting him periodically in the hospital and, you know, and like he visits him for Thanksgiving and is like, I brought you beer because we're in the 70s in a hospital. Right, nobody can tell us no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then uh, Arnie's dating Lee. He ta- He's her date after the football game. He takes her to the movies, it to the drive in and they're going at it, dude fucking horny teens man he touches boob she touches wiener and then she's like i don't want to do this anymore and gets out and walks away and uh arnie's like what the fuck you touched wiener you can't go back from that legally the court says (laughs) (laughs) in our 1970s society uh he follows her and he's like hey everything good and she's like uh, you love your car more than you love me, and it's weird. And he's like, "Well, I didn't. I thought women were supposed to be jealous of other women." Uh, and she's like, "All right, but you fuck this car. You clearly fuck this car. Uh, you definitely put a beer koozie in its tailpipe, and you have sex with this car. I've seen it." Yeah, we. I <laughs> here is photographic evidence on a Polaroid. <laughs> um. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, And he's and um, the windshield wiper breaks. So Arnie gets out of the car and is like, I'm going to fix this tailpipe. And Lee starts mounting on a burger and she begins to fucking choke to death on a burger. Christine locks her door so Arnie can't get in to help her. Uh, Lee literally has to force her way out of the car to be like, no. Uh, and then big old bear man runs up and he gives her the Heimlich maneuver. And Arnie's like, get your fucking hands off of her. <laughs> Let her die. And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is kind of, he kind of sounds like he's like, all right, get off of her and let the bitch die. And he, he gives her the Heimlich maneuver and saves her. Uh, little did we know before Dennis was paralyzed. Uh, we found out the history of the owners of Christine and uh, we find out that he was a bad dude. He's got a heart that could turn water into ice. Uh, And uh, his daughter choked to death in the car and his wife killed herself in the car. Air quotes around that. And he killed himself in the car Air quotes around that one, too. Both by carbon monoxide. Both suicides were carbon monoxide poisoning inside the car. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and like, clearly, like, this car is surrounded by death and destruction. Um, and so essentially, that's what Christine does to Lee in this scene. Like, she's choking on a burger, kind of emulating the daughter, uh, which I thought it would be interesting if they did like the pattern of these people. Like oh yeah yeah I, yeah that would have been yeah that would have been a good move yeah yeah uh but nope 
because the next scene is uh, Buddy McBaddick shows up with his goon squad to the chop shop and they ruin this fucking car. Literally, like literally the fat one shits on the dashboard. Yeah, yeah, they uh, they literally total the car. Yeah, with like hammers and shit. And uh, Arnie gets there and he uh, him and Lee are on the rocks, but they she meets him and they show up at the junkyard the next day and he sees it's totaled and Lee's like Arnie I'm legitimately sorry that fucking sucks I'm very sorry and he's like you never loved her (laughs) don't you fucking touch me (laughs) yeah yeah and so uh Lee's like all right I'm leaving I'm done with you I tried I genuinely tried to just be nice there and uh Arnie's Arnie's like okay uh, I need to fix this car up. And wouldn't you know it, Christine has that magical balloon power where she just puts her thumb in her mouth and blows really hard and uh, pops her brain back into place. <laughs> right. I uh, I said that she iron giants back together. Yeah, perfect. Perfect description. Uh, she iron giants back together and uh, they're they're goon hunting now. Uh so Arnie goes out. Well, we think Arnie goes out with Christine and he runs down the fat goon like a, like so hard. The dude's cut in half. The part where he gets caught, he runs into like a loading dock area. And uh, uh, Christine is too wide to fit in there. She too thick. And uh, uh, she just powers her way through and crushes the sides of the oh, car yeah. into this alley until it cuts him in half. Yeah, which I I understand that, again, supernatural car doing supernatural things. This this kind of has to have some kind of rules, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the world has to have some kind of rules like she can't just squeeze into any space she wants like a fucking octopus. Right. Yeah. She's not flubber. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, man, that would have been an episode. Christine versus flubber. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fun movie. <laughs> I love flubber. Oh, wait, I'm thinking of the nutty professor. I have not seen flubber. Oh, OK. Kind of the same. No, not really the same movie. Never mind. <laughs> I don't know why I, I I used to get the two confused. I still do. They they see they have a similar aesthetic. Yeah, I guess. Uh, I'm also just you could just say I'm, I'm dumb. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're all dumb sometimes. It's fine, Charlie. Uh, no. So. Uh, yeah, fatty dead. Uh, and uh, Arnie's like, let's go get the other. Let's go get the rest of uh, uh, <laughs> Spud McKenzie and the evil queens. Yeah. And uh, he's like perusing around and he finds Buddy driving and he tails them, chases them down, murders the absolute shit out of all of them with the car. Mm-hmm. Christine. Well, and it, here's the thing. It's just Christine, though. Arnie's not even in the car. She drives into a, a repair shop at slash gas station and blows the shit to high hell. Right. Yeah. Yeah. She. uh yeah, she burns him to death inside of a gas station. Yeah, well, and then on top of it, Buddy gets away and starts just running away. Like, he has no other option but to run. And Christine just runs him down and hits him so hard 
that he also lights on fire. <laughs> right, he spontaneously <laughs> combusts is how hard he got hit. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Dennis is healed now. It's New Year's. Uh, Lee calls Dennis. Arnie's been getting followed by this detective who's like not important to the story right, at all. Yeah, the state police are looking at him because of the deaths. Yeah. Uh, and so Arnie... Uh, Dennis gets a call from Lee and she's like, hey, Arnie really won't stop calling me and calling me a fucking bitch. (laughs) Yeah, he really nice guys her like for the rest of this movie. (laughs) And he's just like, please, baby, I love you. And he's just she's just like, listen, I don't think the car is good for you. He's like, fuck you, bitch, and hangs up. And then he's just like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I didn't mean it. Yeah, and then he puts on his trilby. Right, and posts on Facebook about how nice guys finish last. (laughs) And it's a Joker meme. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, we live in a society. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so Lee's like, listen, for some reason, she's like, listen, I do still care about him. Uh... Please talk to him. Uh, And Dennis is like, all right, I'm going to a New Year's party with him. We'll talk. And they're riding together. And Arnie, by the way, is no longer a nerd. This entire time, he's been slowly transforming into a bad kid. Arnie fucks now. Yeah, Arnie. I was just going to say, Arnie gets it. (laughs) On the reg. Yeah. It might be from a car, but Arnie gets it. How many cars have you fucked? Not as many as Arnie, that's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because the bar is one. (laughs) Right? Yep, I'm at a clean zero. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, Roger Taylor has us all lapped. Anywho. (laughs) Uh, Uh, That's a queen joke. Anywho. uh, uh, Arnie, Arnie is like getting... Wicked drunk and driving, which, hey, don't drink and drive. But also, it's the 70s. Arnie's drinking and driving, and he's like, hey, check this out. And he he lets go of the steering wheel, and Dennis is like, we're coming to a turn. And they come to a turn, and Christine just automatically turns the car and gives away that she's like, it's a magic car. And Arnie's like, she won't let me die. And puts puts her in the wrong traffic lane. And is just like just survives. And we cut to a scene and no one mentions this ever again. Yeah, it's very anticlimactic. Nothing really happens. (laughs) Dennis doesn't say a fucking word to Lee like, yeah, the car's the car's a ghost car and Arnie's possessed. Right. Yeah. And while they shot the scene, I think Stephen King must have been on the set and it's just like, listen, Arnie, you need to understand. I was doing so much cocaine. Act like that. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And Dennis is like, "Okay, Lee, here's the deal. He does tell her he's like, all right, the car is fucked. We we gotta kill the right. car. Well, that's the thing is right before when they were talking before uh, Dennis went with him, he was just like, OK, I'll talk to him. And she's like, well, what if what if he doesn't want to change or whatever? And he's like, then we have to destroy Christine. Yeah, exactly. It, they they were already going to do this. So it's not consequential that he got in this car ride with Arnie. Yeah, it just kind of solidified that like Arnie's in it, you know? Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, they go and, uh, they get all set up at the junkyard and they're like, all right, 
when Christine gets here, uh, lock yourself in the office and you know what? Close, close like the door. I'll be in this fucking, uh, what is it? It's a caterpillar. Caterpillar bulldozer. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be in this bulldozer. I'm just going to fucking ram the shit out of this car. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, so they do that. Right. This is the biggest forced tension scene in cinematic history. Yeah, here's the thing, guys. We're, I'm going to speed past this scene, even though it's literally the climax of our film, because nothing really. Yeah, this is really a one minute scene, and it was probably 10 minutes long. Yeah, Christine was already in the building. She chases down Lee, forces her into the office. Uh, when crashing into the office, Arnie flies through the windshield, uh, and jumps at, uh, Lee and is like, ah, that's his like big final line is, ah, and then he falls down dead because he got, has a giant fucking shard of glass in him. Uh, and then Dennis destroys Christine with a bulldozer. Yeah, that's about it. That's the movie. Yeah. Yeah. They put, so general for the ending scene the detectives there now and he like doesn't have any questions for anybody he's not like he's not like hey i don't believe in magic cars i'm a detective arnie did these murders right and like apparently they go they got him to believe in a magic car because they're standing in front of christine getting crushed and he's just like all right Guess that solves that and walks away. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, and then we get a nice seat like uh, a a worker walks by with a radio and it's playing old timey rock and roll music. And Lee goes, I hate rock and roll. Yeah. Which for the setup to that joke is the entire movie. Anytime Christine plays music on her radio, it's old 50s rock and roll because that was the time period she was made in and she can't play anything else. Which isn't how radios work, but okay. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of a, one of the things that she brings up when she's talking about how the car's weird. It's like it only plays old songs. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm trying to think if we missed anything. No, this the, I, it's a Stephen King movie. That's the thing. The Steve, it's a Stephen King movie. If you read any Stephen King books, he will spend three whole pages describing a barn door and then it's. Yeah, he has a 600 page book that could have been 300, you know? Yeah. Uh, If you read it, uh, I'm sorry, I've read it. Uh, It is a horribly written book. Yeah, I I read I read Cujo and Cujo was very long winded for no reason. I mean, it's literally a three day ordeal when uh, uh, the mother and her son are trapped at the house with Cujo. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so, yeah, the ending shot is literally Christine's bumper twitches because it's like, I'm going to I'm going to become a car from this block again. And it's like, no, you're not. Shut up. Just be dead. Just die. Yeah, you're done. You lost. This movie wasn't good enough for a sequel. You're dead. You're dead now. It's very much the old timey. The end question mark. Yeah, it was it's sequel bait. It was supposed to be sequel bait. And it didn't fucking work. Right. Yeah. I'm glad there wasn't a Christine 2. There's no Christine 2, right? I don't know. 
Oh god, now I gotta look that up. If there's a Christine uh, 2, there can't be. There can't be. Christine 2. Uh, there is. Christine 2, The Revenge. Or hey, Mike, Christine 2, Wheels of Fury. Mike, I'm sorry. We're gonna have to watch that. Oh, fuck. We'll do a mini, we'll do a mini episode about it. Yeah, we'll do a mini episode on Christine 2, coming to a theater near you. Right. Um, what the... Um, uh, Stephen King announced today that he'll be returning to the story Dennis Gilder in 2015. Did this movie come out in 2015? What? No, no it came out in 1983. What the fuck? I think I. Wait, Christine 2? Uh, yeah, it, this is I mean, this is a this is a thing from Stephen King dot com. It says following the success of Dr. Sleep, Stephen King announced today that he will be returning to the story of Dennis Gilder in 2015 when Christine lives. That It's a book. OK, it's a sequel book, which but you know what that means, Mike? They're going to make a movie out of it. And they're going to get John Stockton, if that's his fucking name, to come back and play an older Dennis Gilder. Christine, too. OK, I don't I think it's just like an idea. Like this says coming soon in 2020s Re- Christine to the revenge. So I think it will be a movie. There will be a sequel. This is stupid. <laughs> John Stockwell. John Stockwell played Dennis. And uh, yeah, I imagine it's going to be a new movie where he's back and he's Dennis again and Christine's like trying to hunt him and Lee down or like their kids like maybe their kids get a car and it's the spirit of Christine well, it says it's going back to Dennis Gilder so like Dennis will be there which I would like to imagine that Lee and him got together because yes. they seemed real close at the end of this movie <sighs> hang on yeah we'll find uh, we'll find where to cut this I'm watching Christine to the revenge trailer. I don't know if this is like a fan made thing or what. So it's like a fan thing. They're deleted scenes from the original movie. Okay, so they chopped it down from the hour and 50 minute movie. Could have been two and a half hours. They had a lot more scenes of Lee and Dennis together. Yeah, yeah. He, it's a it's 40 minutes of barn door. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Mike. Let's. I'm gonna go over those uh, categories real quick. Why don't you go to Rotten okay. Tomatoes and get your 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 section pulled up? All right, I got them up. Oh, I'm dang. ready for them. Okay, so uh, let's start with plot. Uh, Herpy fully loaded. <sighs> well, there was conflict. I think Christine has a fine plot. See, I think Christine has like a. Uh, it has a fine horror plot, you know? Yeah, well, we can talk... Well, that's more genre. Like, I would say... Well, I mean, it's... Like, the plot is fine. He finds a car. He gets obsessed with it. His friends try to stop him. The car kills the people who try to stop yeah, him. Yeah, but Herbie fully loaded... He- well, yeah, okay. Herbie wins a race. That's what the plot of Herbie fully loaded <laughs> is. How dare you? You're right. Uh, yeah, no, Christine. Definitely. Okay, yeah, you convinced me. Christine... Gets plot characters. Uh, I would say Herbie uh, just because of Herbie. Yeah, Herbie's a great character. I love him. 
Herbie, yeah, definitely. And then also, you know, Lindsay Lohan kind of kills it in this movie. Yeah, Justin like, Long does well too. And yeah, Michael that Keen's side character. <laughs> yeah, that side character has a really good speech. Uh, then there's uh, genre. I would say Herbie is a better kids movie than Christine is a horror movie. Yeah, I would agree with that. That's fair. That's fine. I'm all right with uh, that. Yeah. Well, nothing scary happens in Christine. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It's not really that suspenseful either, you know. Yeah. You can you can see where it's all going, you know. Yeah, you could argue that it's a thriller, but also nothing's that thrilling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Things just sort of happen the end. Meanwhile, Herbie has genuinely funny moments. Uh genuinely like, you know, good kids and adult based humor. And it's it's decent. Uh it's and then fun. the last one Herbie's a is, very fun movie. It has a lot of fun scenes. Yeah, and the last one is visual technical effects. Like anything technical. I think Christine had some good of like the parts where the car's pulling itself together. I thought it was really good. Yeah, I think Christine is absolutely the winner of that category, which Mike. That means that Christine wins the night. Huh? Wouldn't you know it? Herbie is a better movie, though. I think we can both agree on that. Well, no, her actually, no, it's it's technically a tie. Because Herbie won characters and genre uh, genre, and Christine wins story and special effects. Okay. Tiebreaker. Split right down the middle. Tiebreaker, though. Which is the better movie? Goes to Herbie. Herbie. Easily. (laughs) Easily. The tiebreaker is what's better? Herbie. Right. Which is more fun? Herbie, for sure. Okay. What do you think Herbie got in Rotten Tomatoes? Man, this movie made a lot at the box office. (laughs) It sure did. Um, I'm going to say audience, audience 77, critic 73. All right, Charlie, you ready for this? Critic 40, audience 38. Are we stupid? Is it us? It might be us because we keep doing (laughs) this. No, it can't be, Charlie. We have a movie podcast. Do you think we're bad at watching movies? They don't just let anybody have a podcast. <laughs> they don't just we let had anybody. We training and cuts. We made all of the cuts. They said that we had really good premise and uh, a lot of potential. So we can't be bad at watching movies. Oh, man. Oh, Mike, we might be stupid because I really enjoyed this movie. No, Charlie. <laughs> I really liked it. Yeah. This was it was a good movie. I don't time. know what to say. Oh, I feel so gross. <laughs> 38. Well, here's the thing is I went into Herbie. I went into Herbie ready to not like this movie. Like I was expecting it to be bad. Yeah, I went in very much ready to be like, this is going to be cringy as shit and not funny and like poop and fart jokes because it's for babies in 2006. And it's not that at all. (laughs) Yeah, it's a good movie. All right. What about Christine? What do you think? I think people love this movie. I'm going to say that this got uh, 77. Critic. 73. You're not terribly far off. Critic was a 69 audience 64. Okay. 
That's fair. Uh, critic consensus says uh, the cracks are starting to show in John Carpenter's directionary instinct, but Christine is nonetheless silly, zippy fun. Fair. Fair enough. Uh, you know what? That's fine. <laughs> hey, Charlie, what do you think uh, Daryl Filmsmacher thinks of Fair Be Fully Loaded? I think Daryl fucking loved this movie. <laughs> You know, I think he did too. Um, so four stars. I all right. I gave I gave Herbie an eighty out of hundred. Oh, oh, my personal rating. Yeah, Herbie get Herbie for me gets at least I would say a seventy eight, and then okay. Chris, so for me, we're pretty in consensus there. Per, per, personally, for me, Christine, I would give a little lower. So I'd probably give around like a seventy, maybe a sixty nine. Okay, again, we're very close. I said a 72. Yeah, yeah. These movies were not bad. Neither of these movies were bad. Right, yes. But Herbie was good and Christine was fine. It's very funny that on our podcast that we always open with, uh, this is a podcast. And on this podcast, we look at two movies. And one of them's good and one of them's bad. And we decide if the good one's as good as we think it'll be and if the bad one's as bad as everyone says. This week... Herbie fully loaded. I was legitimately going in thinking we were going to shit on this movie. Hard <laughs> yeah, fucking I was ready. Core. I was ready to just torch this movie. Yeah, I was like, this movie is going to be the bad movie. And now I'm realizing we just did a podcast on two not bad movies. Yeah, this movie's fine. OK, so what does Daryl think? Um, boy, howdy. What a film. <laughs> boy, howdy. Always open with boy, howdy. <laughs> yeah, it'll go one way or the other. Uh, Lohan is cool. Uh, Avril Lavigne-esque. Avril Lavigne-esque. Uh, Justin Long, more like... Justin needs longer screen time. <laughs> all right, all right. I like that. Uh, Herbie fully wrote it. Rocked my world. It greased my tailpipe. Uh, this movie is a spark plug. There we go. To it my heart. my heart. <laughs> and I think my eyes are leaking coolant. <laughs> <laughs> Just like losing the metaphor as it goes. Right. <laughs> With this touching kids movie. Also, Michael Keaton was there. <laughs> And Michael Keaton, not bad. <laughs> Pretty cool. <laughs> I heard about this movie through the critically acclaimed, award-winning podcast, Burnt Popcorn, on Spotify. Can you do links in Rotten Tomatoes comments? I mean, they can't stop you. It's just text, right? 
<laughs> right, but like, can it? Will it hyperlink? Is what I'm saying. Like, if someone clicks it, will it take them to oh, our that's Spotify? That's a good point. I don't know. Well, we'll leave it out for now. Uh, yeah, yeah. We'll critically, we'll acclaimed. go back and we'll add in Spotify links for all of the movies. Right. <laughs> when the episodes go up. <laughs> Popcorn. Starring Charlie and Mike. In parentheses, not Keaton. My, might I always <laughs> say, always do Mike and Charlie because it sounds way. It better. does. Well, all right. Well, all right. I'm leaving it this one because it's starring Charlie and Mike. In parentheses, not Keaton. There we go. Nailed it. All uh, right. Great. Uh, what, what's his sign off? Your boy, Daryl. Submit. Yeah, we're going to keep going until Daryl is a top rated reviewer on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, my if if he gets if he gets starred as a super reviewer, that'll make my fucking life. Yeah, 100 percent. I mean, I don't have enough going on in my life for it to be anything else. So, yeah, that would probably make my life. It's a lot of fun. You know? <laughs> he has some good thoughts on movies. I yeah. think really now some net some metaphors. You know, at some point we're going to have to have Daryl say this movie slapped his whole ass. <laughs> I can't believe you've gotten me to start. Say- anyway, bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Please watch Hurley, Herbie Foley. Oh, it's good. Hold on. Next week. Next week on the podcast. Two of the greatest action films of all time. We have Lethal Weapon versus Samurai Cop. Yeah, I'm very excited. And he's not even Japanese. He's not. He's not even Japanese. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Have a good week.